1: middle cough. Tiger Hames! Uh, yeah, actually, Tiger, I've seen that first tee shot. It did look familiar. Now, he turned it into a four. I turned it into a... Oh, what is that? What's the highest I can take on this hole? An eight? Cool.
0: You, We got to get going. You had this idea when we were at Harding Park that next year at the PGA Championship, we got to get some promo code Hams after some, after some of the top guys hit. I, I don't need it when just Xander Shoffley's hitting. Tiger, Phil, yeah. Rory, Spieth, yeah. when the fucking – I want to keep calling him Bruce. Brooks, when the big dogs are hitting, DJ, we need some promo code ham. Yeah, we need And, you and if you there. want to throw out whatever our sponsor is at the time next year, we'll also throw that in. But let's just walk before we run. Yeah. Promo code ham, Tesla. Tesla.com, <laughs> yeah. promo code ham. <laughs> and the golfers, you should, they should be able to appreciate it, right, with all their marketing. Absolutely, Yeah. We, Fleetwood has just some. I mean, guy, you got good hair. He's got you got great hair. He's got elite hair. That flow, you could you ever get that flow?
1: Uh, I get no. Like, what what does it do up top? I know it's long, but I need to see it like no hat. Um, not matted well, down. I think when,
0: well, when you have the long, you never prop up like you do. So it's 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 closer to your head, tighter your head on the top because right that. Do is like, it's like a girl, right? When a girl, like Alyssa, her hair, but not they're all more girl, like, the flow you, of
1: it. But if we took 10 girls and put them all together that all had long hair, they would all agree, like, some of them have good hair, some of them don't have good hair. Like, oh, I love her, like, how much, oh, God, I love her hair. Like, I hear that all the, th- oh, my God, her hair. and I'm like, I, I don't, it all looks the same. But long doesn't just mean good when it comes to girls. That much I know.
0: Well, 100%. And it's someone that has now dated some older demos, uh, you start realizing the fake hair extensions. Yeah. I've, I've. Uh, when you see a girl, they're like, Oh my God, look, she looks gorgeous. Well, she, some of it's some fake hair. It has the fluff, but it's genius. I'm all for it. Like it's, you can't tell, you know, And I think girls, as they get older, their hair thins a little bit like the, the flow of it. And that's where the hair extensions comes in. And to me, it, it makes a girl go from like a seven to a nine fast with thick, thick flowy hair. I'm a big fan of hair extensions.
1: Yeah, yeah. It seems like a lot of work, and it gets wet. It's got to be done right, I think, too, because sometimes you see, yeah. Like, I mean, because I've heard that one. Like, yeah, oh, I mean, you see, uh, you can see all the connections right there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't notice.
0: That's yeah. I mean, a good. I think just to get them into your hair costs like 500 bucks. <laughs> so it's it's not a cheap endeavor, but it's not. It's hairclub.com. Not cheap to,
1: you got to get it on early.
0: Hairclub.com/slash/ham. Remember what they told us? It's not just for men, guy. Women right. can do
1: it too. That's right. I love, speaking of uh, sponsors, I love that, seeing... That,
0: that was, that's free advertising right there. I know. Them. I they know, didn't pay but, for
1: this week. No, I know. Which, but, but I'm all for it. They're, I like them as partners. They're back next week, aren't they? Uh, probably, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'll, I'm jumping ahead now. Um, all right. This podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Promo code HAM and the numeral one. HAM and the numeral one. Uh, that is a, a 50% bonus at Sign up, if you'd like, at mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Uh, I feel a little bad about getting in on Tony Finau. Although I did tell you go my bookie. I did say Blazers and the points. So I said that one.
0: But I, but, but I didn't. I agreed with your Tony Finau point. He's going to win. And I, and I look at Finau like I do Fleetwood, like I do Ricky. These cats are going to win a major. And will you profit off it or will you have bet on him in the wrong week? And it looked like I might have bet him on him on the wrong week. I mean, I took Phil. You can live bet on my bookie also. Yeah, this is a little risky. It. Okay. Uh, you can live bet on the PGA championship. And the live odds right now, I'm gonna go boop, live PGA lines. Kepka guy is the heavy favorite right now, minus one fifty. Again, these are changed by the time you've listened to this, you know, if you listen to this in a couple hours, it's gonna be changed. DJ plus five fifty rory's in some trouble tigers in some trouble i kind of like ricky 20 to 1 i think he's a couple under right now uh some guys that aren't making the cut spieth he had what he shoot today four under he's he's 70 he's uh seven and a half to one so basically there's a couple guys i think fleetwood spieth ricky one of those three is dj are gonna be in the mix right when it's all said and done uh Against this guy that I don't know—is he Tiger Woods, the white version? Because that's that's what he looks like right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: he's the to me he's the closest thing. I I thought this after, probably after I watched Jason Day's interview on Thursday. He, he feel Kepka feels like the closest thing to me to Tiger since Tiger. Now, obviously, Tiger's run was much longer and more prolific, but at this point, he's just like Tiger's thing was if he was at his best, you just somebody else's best wasn't beating him. And right now is anyone else's best beating Brooks Kepka's best? And his best comes in the in all the majors. And he yeah, just I saw, I, in a I, tur- in a sport where everyone works out, he still he looks different from all those guys.
0: I saw like uh Whitlock or someone was going back and forth with someone and he's like, "I don't even know how you could deny uh, this version what he's been for the last 2 years in a major could play with any golfer ever." This version of Kepka like, it's not, it's not a hot take. That's not arguable. This version no. of Kepka, this two-year run he's on, could fucking play with anyone. Like, this version of Kevin Durant can play with Michael Jordan. To me, it's not hot takey. But I did like what you said about the Blazers. Didn't have the balls to do it. Checking right now on the lines, mybookie.ag. This is, I don't know. The, the Blazers are favorite in this game, guy. Minus two and a half. Kind of like the worst. Plus two and a half. You think they, go, you think they sweep him?
1: Uh, that was a pretty devastating loss. Yeah, the question is like, can the Blazers take a punch? Like, how big of a punch can the Blazers take? Well, to me, they, they can.
0: Ha- but I'm just saying, like, are just the Warriors better? Well, yeah, they are. they're sure. just kind of Portland's just somewhat out of gas. He's had a seven game series. Last night, they, I don't know, threw their multiple mic t- like they they emptied the clip. <laughs> I heard someone say that the other day. It was Kempka with the part of my date guys. Like I plan on em- I empty the clip at the majors. I was like, God, can you say that? But I was like, fuck yeah, you can.
1: We're you can. Like, I just love the idea different... of like golf being just like, i leave it all on the table.
0: No, it wasn't. Do you know who it was? It was CJ McCollum that said his mindset going into game seven against Denver was empty in the clip. Okay. I'm like, I fucking love that. I want to bring that back for the PC bros that that has to offend. But I might take the Warriors tomorrow plus 120. I might just take them to win that game.
1: I think you can say empty the clip. Well, I, well you well, C. J., can. CJ did.
0: Uh, yeah, to to me, you can always say anything. It's just how many percentage of people will you offend? Yeah, and the other game that's kind of dicey, guy—not dicey, but if you look at it simply from a team that loses game one on the road, game two they legitimately have to empty the clip because you go down two zero. Borderline, the series is over. The Raptors tonight plus six and a half. But to me, the the sexy bet is they're two and a half. They're plus two fifty, so you bet hundred bucks, you win two hundred fifty bucks. I kind of I like that.
1: I like the Raptors tonight. All right. What do you like? Uh, I actually do like the Raptors tonight. That that game one was really good. I hope
0: Kawhi empties the clip.
1: I hope he does too. Uh, did you know? Because I. I uh, well, actually, I will get to that later. We'll go. We'll talk about the Warriors right now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Because I I've had this question in my head since since uh, I saw Jay Williams, since I saw you tweet Jay Williams on get up this morning, mad that warriors fans were chanting MVP for Steph last night. Do you think John warriors fans would be happier losing? Not this year, this year you got to win the championship, but next year without Kevin, would they rather Kevin comes back and they win the championship or Kevin doesn't come back and they don't win the championship, but they have a great year. Let's say they lose in the finals, not the Kevin. Whatever. Sorry, I, I
0: was so, so sorry. I'm gonna need you to repeat that because I was setting up a parlay with the Raptors and the live betting. Oh, okay. Kepka. All right. So, 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 sorry, got distracted there. So,
1: <laughs> I'll reset it. Paid so, about
0: paid just to, paid about six to one.
1: Just okay. rewind the podcast and you can hear what I said. Uh, I was thinking about this since I saw Jay Williams talking this morning. Would the would Warriors fans rather have Kevin Durant in 2020 and win the title, or not have Kevin Durant roll the dice and not win the championship? What would be a more fun year? Like, what would they take right now? Because I feel like...
0: Where, where where do they lose in the playoffs? Like, round one, or do they make it to, like, conference no, finals? say
1: you have a great year and you lose game seven of the conference finals or even the the NBA finals. I don't know. It would, would hurt. You say
0: great year, like, when you say a great year, like, they win 60 games next year? Yeah, they're the two seed, and they... I, I think they would all be like, give me my boys back, you know? Give me that last night. Give me... And lose. Let's get the... Fun- and lose. And you know what? Three motherfuckers, four if you count a that that breathe. I eat, count I count sleep, that, I do too. that just and you know what? I, he slipped, but he's been an all-in guy and he's been a culture guy, Livingston. like he's been a big part of this run. This year he's fallen off a cliff. but like he was the best backup point guard in the league for like three and a half years when and two and a half championships. I mean, he's probably gonna win four, you know he's gonna have four, but he's He's showing himself now, but he, I've always he's been a personal favorite of mine. That I think the 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 fan that I know, me personally, would kind of want that because you know what, I, I the 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 NBA guy, not Steph, Clay, and Draymond because you know what, they don't give a shit. They care about one thing, not the brand, not what fucking their YouTube series gonna look like. And again, they have this stuff going on. You know, what Steph has a YouTube series going on, Facebook, Facebook series going on. And it doesn't even feel like it phases them. Where the other guy's like a big part of their brand, and then they're complaining about other shit on there. And like, how does LeBron interwork inter- the shop into like his plans and his game? It's like, Jesus Christ, the NBA guys fucking wear me out. But that's why I like Steph, Clay and Draymond. And again, you can count Iguodala in there. It's like, none of that shit matters. They're here to win chips. And Kevin, he came here to win chips. But then once he realized, I've won chips, he, dis- he does miss getting jerked off every day by everyone in the media, everyone bowing down to everything he says. Like he didn't really have to snap on the Ethan Sherwood-Surouse when all Ethan wrote was this guy's basically going to New York. Like, Kevin, why don't you come out and say you're not leaving? You notice the the team doesn't say anything because you're fucking leaving, which is fine, but you got one foot out the door. I'm kind of over him. I'm over him in the sense I acknowledge he's one of the greatest players I've ever seen, but he's just too much drama for me. And, again, we're spoiled around here. We get to watch these guys all the time and they are drama-free. The I mean, the most drama you'll have is Draymond, you know, screaming and one that you can hear it from LA and then berating an official for missing a call, but he's a drama-free human. That Kevin, I, I, do people realize, I know you do, and clearly you did the moment you read my tweet. Like, that, Jay Williams, I like Jay Williams. He's a super smart guy, Duke guy, high-level guy. That that was not his thought. Do you, do you know who Jay Williams partners with? I don't know, the boardroom. Like the ESPN partnership is with Jay Williams, Rich, and Kevin. Where do you think Jay Williams, who is kind of an old school, when you listen to Jay talk about basketball all these years, why, the one reason I always like him, because he's pretty level headed. You know, he's just, a, I always thought he was a really impressive guy. That's probably why Kevin likes him just personally. Where do you think he got that thought, guy? Where do you, th- who, who last night did that bother? I mean, come
1: on, right? Who even noticed? They've been chanting MVP for Steph. I mean in this like it's been going on for years since before you won an But MVP. I think what's,
0: what I think so funny
1: think about that, is that
0: every, everyone responding to that get up take was like this is the most absurd take anyone's ever had and I don't see anyone it shows you how naive kind of sports fans just get because you kind of get in this like this vacuum of you just see who gives the take because if he had said you know what Kevin told me the, oh. the internet would have broke right that is Kevin's thoughts like that bothered Kevin. Can't we just acknowledge that? I'm, mean, Me and you are acknowledging that, and I got a couple DMs this morning from people. Do people not realize why he said that? That This is not some just like, this is one of Jay Williams' craziest takes. Like that is the reason Kevin is leaving was because as crazy as this sounds, and people are going to be sitting at their fucking desk listening to this like, what? He's leaving because of shit like that. Not just that, but that's the type shit that drives him off a wall. When Steph, and this is what to me separates Steph from him, is in not in a million fucking years, if Kevin would have been in the spot Steph was in, would he have got on that plane and flown to the Hamptons and told them? When Kevin looked at him, and after they all went through, and he said, Steph, Steph you're the MVP. Why would you want me on this team? And Steph said, because fucking I, w- I want to win. That's all I care about. I don't care about the other bullshit. It, it, like the Stephs, the Kevin Durant's, this guy never won a championship, but he was like this. The Steve Nash, they don't. That the hot. We're we're all human, so like things that offend us that probably don't offend us. Yeah. But that would never have crossed his mind. Well, time guy, in- he told Scott Van Pelt the other night when they won in Houston, like it's
1: this was yeah. an impressive win because we were missing the best player on our team. Right, and Jay Williams had like to they- use that line when he talked about this incident, right? I don't call it an instant. an this thing that happened that's been happening for years where they chant MVP. He's the, everyone knows he's the best player. Like, uh, so this is just a creation from everybody else. Like, look, well, you, you okay, came, in, you let's, came let's... into the house of the most beloved player in the NBA. Now, I'm not saying other fan bases don't love their players, but I, you'd be hard-pressed to say another fan base loves their guy more than Warriors fans love Steph. You agree with that? Like, other players are loved. But is there a player that's loved more by their own fans right the now? Only, no. The only, the, o-
0: the only way, the only player that could have exceeded that would have been if LeBron never left Cleveland yeah. and all three of his championships came in Cleveland. Correct. That would have been double the power of Steph, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's not even close because he's left twice. Twice. <laughs> and it's pretty clear that, like, even now you're like, God, he is drama filled. Well, let's it's like, in, but
1: let's you don't. But uh, in here's my stuff. point though, John. You don't go into a family and then wonder why you're not the favorite instead of the favorite, like the uncle that everyone loves. You don't get to, they don't marry in. And then how come they love me? How come they don't love me as much as uncle Larry, who is like their favorite uncle? It's
0: like, cause he's their favorite uncle.
1: You can't change that.
0: Tell me, tell me this guy. Let's dive, let's, let's dive deep. Why does that offend Kevin that they're chanting MVP deep down? Cause he, does he think he he's the better player? Does he think that he should be the only star they care about? Like, why does that offend him? Why does that offend him? Rich
1: and rich. Cause rich. Yeah. Started. I don't know. I mean, I think he wants that. Like I think but, he. But wa- they I, give
0: it to him, guys. No, I
1: know, I know. He but he life. knows what we're talking about. Like we all know. Like from day one, like you could never, ever replace. But everyone likes him. There's no liked question around here. People like him. I know, I know, but it's not like you're talking about logic. I sometimes emotions are not logical. I think he. I don't know I, what it was. It wasn't like. I thought that
0: great of an MVP chant. It wasn't like all succinct. The whole. It was like a couple people paying attention. I mean, it was solid. But it wasn't like an elite
1: MVP chant that has I, happened there before. I thought he kind of had that in OKC, right? Where, like, he was the normal one. Russell was the one that everyone's like, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, he's a little, right? Well, here, yeah, <laughs> but, well, here's the other thing, too, is the reason they're chanting Steph MVP, one of the reasons, there's many reasons, one of them is they love Steph, but one of the reasons is because you're great and you're hurt and Steph has led them to this point without you, right? That's one of the reasons, is because we're watching Steph Without Kevin, be great. So he's getting credit for that. Um, if Steph had gone down and Kevin had done what Steph is doing and Kevin was standing at the line in game two, I bet he'd be getting the MVP chant too, John.
0: Guy, he 1,000% would have. But my, my thing is, and this shows you how special the Warriors' core is, and they just, they're just they not wired like that. And Steph and Clay, because of their dad's, Draymond because of the Michigan State culture. Like they just they don't think like that. It's just, it again, I we're gonna realize it one day. Because I'll promise you this. If this all ended tomorrow and next year the Warriors team was like James Harden and Russell Westbrook, like I I couldn't you wouldn't find Middlecoff being as into them. Like I, I couldn't deal with all the bullshit that I'm just using them as arbitrary players. Just yeah. your typical Anthony Davis, like if it was Giannis and Zion, I'd be like, okay, because I, I, I know the way those guys act. I, I could not do like James Harden and fucking LeBron. Now, I'm not saying I don't like watching them, but just their NBA, AAU bullshit.
1: Well, I would say this too. It's not just the most talented guys. I think you would find if this all ended tomorrow and the Warriors put together a 44-win team, that team would have more individual player drama than this team What's does.
0: An NBA? It's just an NBA thing. Right, historically,
1: it, it's it, you, you, you nailed it's it. Man. An indiv- it's, it's, it's an individualized... They've had every opportunity to act like winning isn't their priority, and they just keep acting like winning is their priority.
0: Wouldn't you say that this last week has been like one of the truly great validations of this little it era? Be,
1: John, it <laughs> has been a ama- Like, uh, uh, I, do you think there's ever been a player as good as Kevin Durant that's winning that a fan base won't? shed a tear when he leaves as wild as yeah. that is. has there ever been a player on yeah. this level like in his it's one thing when you're old but it's it's mind-blowing and again well, i think, think about it not, that's not all him part of it is like they won without him and they just love staff and they believe in staff and that whole thing it's not all about him but this is pretty wild the way this is unfolding and i don't know what's going to happen if he. When, he's not coming back in this series right
0: i, I gotta take i gotta take for you and I'm just, I got Kepka on the background. Kepka, the basketball equivalent, would be like, if Kevin Durant met fucking LeBron James with a little Steph Curry I mean, it's not even, this is, this is stupid. It's not even fair. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> then, uh,
1: wow. Uh, Feed on down.
0: I, I, I do, the, the two biggest all time crushers, I mean, crushers, were LeBron's the worst the first time he left because people were like, he's not going to leave. You yeah, know, he's going to leave. He's going to leave. And then he devastated the way I'm on national TV. I think not quite as bad, but when Kevin left OKC okay, for the Warriors, because everyone's like, he's going to leave for the Warriors? Like, come on, no fucking way. And when he did it, just because it was so crazy that you couldn't envision it until the fucking Players Tribune tweeted it out and he actually did it. And then you read the article, like, he couldn't really sleep, and they're in the hamster. You're like, this is insane. But I think, like like, this move, and I even think a little bit LeBron last year, Different LeBron last year because I think Cleveland would tell you, yeah, we know we're fucked when he leaves. But it's kind of just been out there. We're just acknowledging he's probably going to leave again, and he's already left. I think with the Warriors, it's now – it's been kind of the running theme all year. And someone with the Warriors buddy texted me the other day, like, kind of making fun of it. was like a Colin Coward rant or something. And just like, you guys need this. It was like, you know – I think the media rides a lot of things, but I do think that the NBA players create this drama. Like, if they simply said, like, I'll I'll give you an example, the Russell Wilson New York Giants drama. It kind of picked up a little bit, and you're like, well, how would he even pull this off? Like, why are they going to trade him? And and then, boom, it's just over because he signs. So it's like NFL drama, which would be the equivalent with quarterbacks, never, ever get to that spot. One, because the teams always have the leverage. And two, the player doesn't necessarily want to be leave because it's their team and they run it if they're just compensated. Where in the NBA, like, Kevin, bro, you've created a lot of this. Like, there's that fucking elephant in the room and there's been for a year. And it's only grown as the year's gone on. And you refuse like, to say, like, I'm not thinking about it. Bullshit. You know, like Kyrie. Like, you guys, you guys kind of go politicians where I think a lot of people go, you're a little fraudulent with this stuff. And then – Like the Ethans and stuff, the moment he signs with New York, if that's what happens, the media would be 100% validated in everything they've said about him, right? About him leaving all year. Not the snake stuff. No, but that's always
1: been the challenge for Kevin, where it does feel like he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Now, some of that's his. But I just mean like when he signs with the Warriors, everyone's like, well, you just want the easy path. It's like, no, no, I'm like these other guys. I just want to win. Um, but yeah, that, that. But I, but that, I do think I do. like
0: the moment he signs with New York, and he won't have to answer it till he has his day press conference. Like Kevin, you just left the Warriors, who just won another championship, to the most arguably the most dysfunctional organization in the league, and the team that just lost the most games in the NBA. How you have done two of the most extreme things in NBA history in a three-year yeah. span. Yeah. Like what? It doesn't even feel like there's a rhyme or reason. Like with LeBron, it was pre- It's pretty clear what he did, right? Him and Wade were going to partner up and then Bosch said they were in and they're like okay let's go to Miami. And then he's like, "You know what? Wade always getting hurt. The team wasn't as good. The Cleveland was good then. He's like, I want to go home." Like they,
1: cuz it kind of like matured I'm never, a little. Yeah.
0: But I was like, "I'm never going to be like Ohio clearly means a lot to them. They're always going to be like fuck you, you, never got it done here." So I, he to me, he went back for the right to win a championship and he got it done. The moment he did that, then he came to LA. It's pretty clear why he came to LA, right? Make money, <laughs> do business shit and play for the Lakers kind of on the side. Like, Kevin's is just like, what What are we doing here? Like, what's the – I just – are we shooting for championships? Or are we just shooting to kind of be a mercenary? I, I don't know. And he's just – the Warrior guys are the opposite. They all – Steph this is the only place I ever want to play. Clay, like, yeah, no shit. Is, they take care of me. I never want to leave anywhere. Draymond says over and over because it's kind of a question, will he get the max? This is where I want to play the rest of my career. Like, all their chips are in the middle of the table on this. Andy, I saw something last night during the game. Like, clearly Steph and Draymond have a perfect relationship because Steph needs Draymond, Draymond needs Steph. Like, it's just perfect. Clay, I I could see some times where if I was Clay, like, Draymond would drive you nuts, just personally. Just because, like, I I don't need to be pushed and shit. Like, I'm just a grinder. Like, I I don't need you to. And I remember when I worked at Fresno State, there would be certain players that would love to, like, Get in the middle of like a pregame speech or a practice speech and give the rah rah stuff. There's a large quarter of the team of some of your better players that think that guy's a fraud. Like you don't need to give me the the fucking run through the wall speech. I'm wired like that. Now some guys need it and some guys like it. But the one thing, like if you watch on the court, Clay's respect for Draymond as a player. Like Draymond will come up to him. He doesn't yell. He just like will do a little hand motion. Like bro, just slip it here. And you could tell the next time down, Draymond's like going uh, pistol Pete Berovich like a no-look fucking laser to the corner. That Their basketball IQ, let's call it what it is, is hiring Kevin. Like Kevin needed them more than he needed them. Kevin needed them more than they needed him. And Bob said it. Like we're going to win championships with or without you. How many? I don't know. But we're going to win again. We will never not win with you. So what do you want? Right. Like we're secure enough. We're here – we're sitting here with you because we are secure enough in ourselves. We'd be stupid not to want you. But if you say no, we'll fucking be okay. And I think Kevin – Kevka made that putt. He's 10-under No, $1, no, guy. no, he tapped I
1: mean, in. He tapped in.
0: Well, how, oh, is that a par five? Jesus. Yeah. that. That I, I think there's an insecurity that drives Kevin that is just so, that can't be overstated enough. And I think that's what Jay Williams' words are. Like I, I don't think LeBron James at this point is necessarily insecure. Like, he if you just ask me, like, I'm the best player in the world. And he believes it and he should.
1: Yeah. And he just, but even, I don't think he needs, yeah, I agree with that. Yep. He's not, doing I think it for Kevin, basketball think to him. Kevin, and I think it's clear he doesn't getting roasted for his defense on Sports Center, He just is not going to be on his radar.
0: But I think if you if Guy Haberman you sat down for dinner, and you guys had a mutual friend. You guys were just you, Kevin, and like two other guys you're sitting there You're like, Kevin, you know what? I think this year you're the best player in the world. Like you said that to his face. I think deep down he'd think like this guy just saying that trying to be nice to me. Does he truly believe it? Am I the best player in the world? Like he, he'd go through that thing. Like Draymond, Clay, and Steph don't need that. They just go, yeah, we'll get together on the court, and I fucking you put the bet against us. I I dare you.
1: I don't care if, the, if you call me the best player. You, in the world you can put
0: fucking put me on any Bill Simmons rankings on ESPN. I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah. Tell me what time the NBA finals tips off. Kevin's there, great. If he's not, whatever. Tell Ron Adams to give us our defensive game plan three hours before the switching, and tell me what we need to do, and we'll and we'll come out on top more times than not.
1: Are you enjoying the uh, Curry Brothers? All the shots of Dell and Sonia? Sonia's a babe, bro. I am enjoying it, John. Because Seth's hitting shots. Because Seth hit that big shot.
0: He did a uh, up. He's a pretty just good little role player.
1: But the one, the 3 to the 3 that gave them the lead late and then they came right down and Steph threw the pass to Draymond who threw the hoop to the Looney. Great. That was a fucking incredible play in transition. Uh to take the lead back, I think, but the Seth, like I thought Dell's reaction to the Seth, the Seth three was pretty awesome. He was just like holding his true. head. Like he couldn't believe like what? <laughs> like, it was pretty cool, man.
0: No, it was. It's, uh, I'm thought, enjoying
1: like, this. Are you enjoying this more than the Harbaugh's? Cause that was higher stakes, right? Like that was legitimately anybody can win. So that was different. Um, that was kind of cool too.
0: I, what I, cool is that Seth, not validating his career because he's in the NBA any place. To me, if you're in the NBA and you play on a good or bad team, like, that is just an incredible accomplishment. If you're in the NBA, play on a playoff team, that is an extra incredible accomplishment. If you're in the NBA and the seventh or eighth guy on a Western Conference Finals team, like, you're a fucking elite player. Like, Seth is, to me, starting to validate him. I'm just watching him last night. He had that one play on, like, a loose ball where he tipped it out. I think Van Gundy was like, that was a really good play. You know, he's just a – the Currys are just fucking smart. Honestly, Steph's more talented taller. Seth is a little more – just a little more fundamental, and he probably has to be because he's just not as gifted. But you can see where – and the NBA has kind of shifted to what he does well, shoot threes. But he's just – he plays his ass off. I I just thought you just – I thought he was excellent last Like To me, the, Draymond was probably the best player on the court start to finish. Like it, To me, his box score doesn't even do his game justice. It felt like he had 20, 10 blocks, 15 rebounds, and probably just 10 assists. His assists, guy, are fucking laser beam passes. I know. It's like, right, Is he the best? I, I tweeted this last night. Two things. I think he's playing the best basketball he's ever played in his life. And that's saying something. Like, just these last couple weeks. Overall game. Just his mastery of the sport, and he is as competitive as any player I think I've ever seen in my life. But Seth, I'm with you. It was it's been fun, and he's I I my takeaway just Seth's a really good NBA player.
1: Yeah, but there I was mean, a time when he like what his role. Is. Yeah, like he couldn't I'm get saying, off the right bench now, for no, no, no. I'm just happy for him just because you know i probably not always been easy being Steph's younger brother in the once you're in the NBA. Like why are you here and um, George Carl won't put him in games and <laughs> on a bad team. Uh, how many? Would, how many? Cool. Like how
0: many teams would Seth not play for? Like what would the Lakers do for a guy like that? Just a three point knockdown yeah. shooter.
1: Uh, I one thing that's underrated with the Warriors, I think, is how good they are at catching passes. Like they catch a lot of passes. Like you forget, like not everyone catches. Looney's every got,
0: time. Looney's got a pretty good hands. Yeah, Looney's yeah. got good hands. Big guy.
1: Like they because the like two. you said, Draymond throws the lasers. Stephs are kind of come out of nowhere sometimes. They just they throws Igadala throws passes hard too. Yeah, he does. He he's got I mean, as
0: he said, did you see the clip of him running in the locker room after the game? Yeah. After he stole Damon when he's like on SportsCenter? Center. Yeah. When he's like, These motherfuckers looking at <laughs> his hands and wind horses talking and SportsCenter Center picked it up. Yeah, you're right. They just it's an old, I, I, I do think that the, I have a lot of respect for the Blazers. Like, they got a lot of moxie, a lot of fight. They just – I'm not a uh, – I'm not John Wooden or Coach K here, so I don't know the defensive switches. But do their bigs have no clue what to do on some of these, on that pick and roll and just what the Warriors kept running – whatever the action was, their guy would just be like kind of stopped by the uh, by like the top of the corner of the free throw line and he would never know which guy to take, and then they would constantly just get layups and dunks. It was Myers Leonard. He would just – maybe he's not laterally quick enough. I don't know. Showing – I don't I have no clue about basketball scheme. But he was just in no man's land consistently down the stretch. Because Van Gundy's like, how do you allow that right after you hit the three? It's like, Jeff, I, I just don't think he knows what to do. Like I, I think he's just fucked. And is there a chance like Myers Leonard versus the Draymond and Steph picking, pick and roll is – is like Tom Brady versus your practice squad corner. Like it's just – it's the biggest mismatch you could possibly have, right? He's a slow-footed stiff. Like there's nothing you can do. So if that guy's going to be in the game, which he was for offensive purposes, you're screwed on the other end and the Warriors just feasted down the stretch. Because the Warriors last night, they didn't really just come back off gun and threes. They just – they got a bunch of layups and dunks down the stretch. I mean uncontested, because thank goodness, like, how do you allow him? And it was it was kind of crazy. Like this is a Western Conference Finals, easy layup, and the Warriors aren't exactly Michael Jordan or LeBron in their prime driving the lane, right? Like if they're if they get two or three back to back to back layups, you've really screwed up because they're not necessarily like beside Draymond, like looking to go to the rim. So, when that happens, it looks like a different sport. And I think that's why Warriors fans are like, yeah, see you, Kevin, because this is a little more fun watching this team. Ball moves a little more. How about the muscle memory of just like, Kevin's out? That was why I kind of thought, God, Houston might empty the clip on him and beat him, was because it just took you a while. But it was like, took him like three or four possessions when Kevin's calf pulled. And guy, again, we're now three and a half games. They have not looked back at all. Well, it
1: turns out even though he hasn't needed to play as well the last few years, Steph's probably practiced just as hard as he always did. Right? He hasn't cut cut short as like ah, I'm going to cut back to three days a week, four hours instead of five hours, five days a week, or whatever the hell he used to do. Right?
0: Well, guy, how how about this one? Because I I thought this guy was a pretty big slap. The Moment you get suspended. If you get suspended Dude, on the Warriors, I, I, I red flagged the shit out of you. Played 13 and a half minutes I'll, last night. But I'll give him credit that Jordan like,
1: Bell, right?
0: His yeah, Jordan Bell, his effort the last since Kevin went out, he clearly has not been picking his ass and yep. just hanging out totally. at practice. He has been grinding because, how about this? Jonas Jarepko, Quinn Cook. Clearly, these guys take their shit seriously. And maybe that was a watershed moment for Jordan Bell when they suspended him. But he would not have been and been able to look like this without when no one's looking, working really hard, right? I, I give Jonas you know, so, you hear coaches say all this time, you gotta be a pro. You gotta be a pro, guys. Stay ready. They got guys I don't even know you really practice in the NBA, but clearly these guys stay ready.
1: I thought that's a great point on Jordan Bell. Uh, speaking of staying ready, oh God, you're right. The flow is super long right now for Fleetwood I didn't realize how long it was you like that look or no you think you pull that off
0: that's what I'm asking could
1: you I don't know how long that would take to grow that out I mean I could grow it I don't know if it would look good on me looks good on him
0: do you think Molinari looks like a shorter fatter version of Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs)
1: like he's a Garoppolo brother he's one like a cousin (laughs) I could see it yeah I, I I could see the family
0: I think it's safe to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is Italian.
1: So, uh, yeah. So since I since I said that uh, since we agreed, I like you called him the White Tiger. Since I said that Kepka is the closest thing I've seen to Tiger since Tiger, he's uh, picked up another stroke on the field. I think he's ten under now as we're watching this on Friday. Um, what do you think? Is there a rule like? What's the deal? An unsaid rule like if if Kepka showed up. Let's say Tiger plays well and is in the last two, is in the final pairing, and him and Kepka are in the final pairing together. Could Kepka just show up wearing red? Just like black pants, a red, pol- bright red polo, and a red hat.
0: Like, does Nike allow anyone else beside Tiger to wear red on Sunday, is what you're asking?
1: That's what I'm getting at, yeah. And and if he did it, would people get mad at Kepka? And even if he's not with Tiger, if Kepka broke out the red on Sunday, would people get mad? I feel like people would get mad at him.
0: It does feel like there's a little bit of uh, of an unspoken rule on the tour that if Tiger is in the tournament, you don't do it. I think when Has he was he injured, you didn't do like
1: it. is that just in perpetuity? Like, is it like Tiger made like look around well, everybody? God, just, Everything just, we okay, have just, is because of Tiger. He just won the Masters. Right. So. But is that just forever? You can't wear red if Tiger's in the tournament. What if he misses the cut? <laughs> is well, then somebody else can wear red?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think once he reestablishes himself, FedEx champion. Uh, well, he wasn't the actual champion, but he won that tournament. Was wrote? Did Rose win the tournament that you called? Or I mean, Rose won the FedEx.
1: Rose won the FedEx Cup, but Tiger won the tournament.
0: Tiger won the tournament. Uh, yeah, just you know, I I just don't think you can
1: do that. I agree with you. I'm, you know, Brooks is a bit of a disruptor, but uh, I agree. I think Tiger's done so much for golf individually that it's his. But I just wonder, like, because right now it feels like Kepka is – he's hes kind of Tiger without the red shirt. I mean, I don't – I don't know, man. Like, is Brooks Kepka going to end up winning this thing by two strokes or by 12?
0: Well, to me, if he wins this by four or five – I'm not exactly a golf historian. Uh, I, I remember when Tiger did the Tiger Slam, like Jack Arnie, those guys never won a Grand Slam. I don't know if the Grand Slam in golf has ever happened like in modern-day golf once Jack got on the tour. The Tiger Slam was he just won four straight majors. They just weren't all in the same year. Mm-hmm. Like He went U.S. Open, British, PGA, and then the Masters. You go four majors, guys, four fucking majors in eight, in eight attempts, like, your last eight majors, you won four of them. And won the PGA Championship last year, that famous picture, when Kepka's girlfriend's staring at him. He beat Tiger head-to-head on right, Sunday. Right, uh, the He won back-to-back U.S. Opens. I think it's fair to say, like, the Masters is the most, like, glorious and just historic, like we talk about the most, in the States. Obviously, the British Open's big. But in the States, the Masters, if you could pick one, you'd probably want to pick the Masters over the U.S. Open. But you get... A shitload of respect if you win the U.S. Open from any golfer. Like, damn, that's a hard – That's a, it's a harder tournament probably to win. You know, it's typically been like even pars at some courses. I remember the year at – last uh, time at Olympic Club, I, I think like one over might have won it when Webb Simpson won it. And Furyk snapped it on 16. But you went back-to-back U.S. Opens. Think about this. Phil Mickelson has never been able to win a U.S. Open. He's going to go down as probably a top six or seven golfer ever and more than likely will never win a U.S. Open because it's so fucking hard to win. He's won two of them, and he wins this. I think they call this the hardest field in golf because it's like 165 golfers. Every It's all the top ones, even more than – because not everyone gets into the British. There's exemptions. Uh, the Masters, it's based on like certain rules of the last couple of years. This guy, every time I look up, guy, he is just so close to the hole. I – because I heard, I was listening and by to by the way, finished second yesterday. at the Masters. He finished second at the Masters. And at one point in time, on Sunday afternoon, was leading. That, that's the other element here. So he's won the last, three of the last seven. And one of the ones he lost, it took Tiger Woods doing something crazy. And he was, like, in the lead on, like, 17 on Sunday. So he did a T2. So you've won three of the last seven, and one of them was a T2. He wins this, especially kind of like a muscle flex win at at this tournament that's hosted the U.S. Open. You could argue this would be one of his more impressive wins. Think about this also. His first two rounds, him going, I mean, if he ends the day at double digit under, he played with fucking Tiger Woods coming off the Masters. So it's hard to tell on TV. The crowds actually don't look that that crazy. Maybe there's just not as much space. He played with Tiger Woods. That's.
1: Um, John, does that add a little? Like, yeah, I'm looking at guys that won the U.S. Guys that have won the U.S. Open back to back. It's a long list because I mean, not a long list, but it goes back to 1895. So um, really
0: quick, I, I just I just put 100 dollars into my account. Would you not recommend betting on one of these guys that are a little bit behind against Kepka?
1: I kind of feel I just bet Kepka to win the U.S. Open right now. Just just to win the. Uh, I like what you're doing there. Because Check out those odds. because right now, so he's won two in a row. Here, are the, I'm just going to go through the list as I talk to you. Here, Tiger's never won back to back U.S. Opens, let alone three in a row. Um, Curtis Strange won back to back. I'm looking to see if anyone's done it three in a row. Uh, Nickel. I, I I can
0: get I can get Kapka twelve to one to win the U.S. Open right now. What do you think? Well, if he wins this tournament by five or six...
1: That'll become what? Six to one?
0: I yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine he will be the heavy favorite.
1: Because it's one thing to win
0: a tournament. It's another thing to be playing super hot and then just dominate. Because that's what Tiger did, right? He started winning, and then he started winning the biggest tournaments by five, six, seven shots. It's like, uh, this is fucking nuts. How's he doing this? I, I think that's what, if you just like sports... And yeah. if you like Tiger, even if you're not that big of a golf guy, you can respect this guy is kicking serious ass and taking serious names.
1: I wonder if there's a way to find out how he's played it. How has he played at Pebble? Can you go? you know who We're won? Not... In, you know who won in 56, right? The U.S. Open.
0: Uh, Snead. No, come on. Uh, Cary uh, Middlecoff.
1: Cary Middlecoff. He won twice actually. <laughs> One in 49 too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, my great-grandpa, it spells his name differently, was a great <laughs> golfer.
1: Uh, Ralph Guldahl won back-to-back. Bobby Jones won back-to-back. So it looks like the only guy that John McDermott that won three in a row is Willie Anderson, 1903, 1904, and 1905 from Scotland.
0: Again, guy, why I would be hesitant to bet this guy in the U.S. Open would be like, this is the craziest thing we've ever seen But is there a chance that he's just going to go on this run That when it's all said and done this Is the craziest thing we've ever seen Well it's just
1: like Are you going to say like Oh the odds The odds don't allow for this This doesn't happen Or are you just going to say like I'm watching this guy dominate So I'm going to bet against him Because if no one's done it before I'm just watching him play He's he's five up on speeth right now So that, he's that means five up second Probably place. dropped a
0: little bit Who do you like more Speeth or Fleetwood Who do you have more faith in uh, Don't you think Speeth, if, if let's just say Kepka can somehow come back a little bit and is what's Kep what's Speeth right now? Minus five?
1: Yep, second place. 66 today.
0: So if, if we can get Kepka to be like minus eight, do you give Jordan a fighting chance just to kind of mentally outlast him? What do you think about that bet right now? I get him plus 850. Put a little cash on Speeth. Yeah, just just because would you agree that if Speeth somehow were to be to catch Kepka and beat Kepka? It would be Spee's like greatest victory?
1: Yeah, because he's been struggling so much, and Kepka's been so good.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna put a little cash on Speeth. I'm gonna wait for Kepka to get one more birdie. Okay. Cause and then I might just give up if he
1: gets a couple more birdies. It, probably you just can't, how right?
0: do you come how do you come back? Like what number does he have to be at today? Where you go, this thing's basically isn't it over"?
1: supposed to be harder right now. Isn't right now when it's getting hard supposedly.
0: Well, they say it's twenty five hour, mile an hour winds. I, do you see the wind blowing there? It no. Looks pretty calm to me. Yeah, where's the goddamn calm. wind, Mother Nature? W- w- what number is is does he and eighteen at today? Where you go, this thing's a wrap.
1: Well, to me, if he's six shots up, then it's over.
0: So if he's at twelve or eleven. And they're at five. If he's at
1: eleven, and he's at ten right now, what, what do you think?
0: Well, if he's at eleven, can Jordan get to eleven over two days? That'd be my thing.
1: Probably. Is he just going right? to stop scoring? Is Kepka just? But gonna... I'm
0: just saying, if you just look at it, he shoots even, even Saturday, Sunday. How does Jordan get to six under? He shoots 67, 67? Because that, if you told me that Jordan goes 67, 67, that is an incredible weekend.
1: Because he shot well, sixty-six he just, today, right?
0: He shot six. So he went six-six, six-seven, 6, six-seven. And that, still wouldn't, that would tie him if he finished his day at 11 and then he just goes par, par. You know, even, even. All right, here we go. I mean, is he going to snap a fucking drive? Is, is everything just right down the pipe? Driving That's my five. thing. He doesn't miss. He's hit three out of four the
1: fairways. Breeze. Trying to hit his fourth fairway in five holes today. Oh, and he's in the rough, John. He missed the fairway. He's in, by the rough, five yards. he's in
0: the rough guy. Five yards. He's in the easy part of the rough, it looks that like. That ball
1: bounced twice on the fairway before it landed five yards into the rough. Pretty good aim. Crushed.
0: This guy's just a machine. What do you think about the Nike hats?
1: I don't like them, but I get them. You know what I mean? Like, I like, I just saw them when I saw them first. I was like, that's kind of cool. I don't like it. I wouldn't wear it necessarily, but I, I think it's cool design. Just what if Nike what, what if Nike was paying? You? I would love, I'd wear it 100%. Like, just changing up the design, do something different. I like it. Like, I it wouldn't be my first choice of a hat, is all I'm saying, but I like it. Um, all right, should we watch Tiger here before we move on to uh, Niners yeah, and Raiders I, I,
0: just, I just took a little live bet on Spieth. Okay. Ch- chasing losses right now.
1: All right, let's see what Tiger does here. Tiger, uh, I don't know if he's at a fairway John. The little red, ro- red line is flying. Tiger's chomping that gum. Oh, this could be headed bunker. Could be left. Plop. Just past the bunker. Eh, not a bad shot. Oh, not bad. All right, Tiger. Uh, You wrote a piece in the Athletic about the 49ers and Raiders. We'll focus on the Niners here. We'll get to the Raiders on something else in a moment. Uh, OTA start next week for the 49ers, and you went through what uh, you know three big things to look for. I think the the the, really one of the big stories in the NFL is what you wrote, and that is Jimmy Garoppolo's health status. That is number one. Uh, I don't know how much he really does. How much can you really see? And that's where the eyeballs, boots on the ground, how does he move, comes into play, you how You
0: expect that he's active in, like, team drills? That's my, I don't know, but I, I would, I'd be a little shocked if he's just practice starts, he goes start to finish, wouldn't you?
1: Towards ACL in September, it's May. Right, no real reason for it.
0: But they, they've been kind of over the top, saying he's ahead of schedule, He's he's been doing stuff. Like, so... To me,
1: I, I guess I wouldn't a be By The surprised? last
0: OTAs, but in June, you know, like it's like June fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, that he's able to go start to finish with the mandatory minicamp.
1: I would hope so. I would hope so. Like if we're talking I, I about just, him being the starter week one, I just I want to see that he's ahead of schedule, whatever but, the schedule is. But,
0: but then, but then you get an extra month until even training camp goes, so it's still.
1: But don't you feel like, all right, let's just let's see, let's make sure we get through a full practice, and then he's going to have a month if he's sore at all to just kind of chill out.
0: Yeah, I would expect it to happen, but I also wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't happen. I think worst case scenario, by far, is if like, oh, there's been some swelling, you know, or something like that, right. which we're just going to have to go with it. Now, I think we're probably at the point in time in this surgery that that. It doesn't feel like with the ACL, if you come back at the right time, that happens that much, right? It feels like that's with other injuries. But the ACL, pretty clean, if you go about it the right way. It just, you don't rush it. To me, it's just, if you don't rush it, you will come back 100% if you're a younger player. Where guys get in trouble, and you've seen the past, is when they rush back from injuries. To me, that's the key. He can be 100% healthy. Now, that doesn't uh, eliminate his ability to get re-injured on other shit, because clearly he gets hurt. But he will be one hundred percent from this injury if he does not rush it and that's where I stand what are you proven really in the spring beside the the much needed reps with his new players like uh, he needs reps because he doesn't really he hasn't really played in his career but he needs his health more he has to be ready to go by week one uh, you you'd rather I mean? him be
1: yeah you'd rather him be rusty in week two than sore
0: yeah just, I just I think you gotta be very careful because you can't let this kind of snowball because we saw for example Derek, if you do get hurt in the season but it's a play throughable hurt or an injury like the back injury, because you play every week you can't you don't get a month off. you know you can't really you just gotta play through it. So you would never want you know he's kind of battling his knee and he's got this uh, deep bone bruise on his shoulder you know just shit like that. you just want the knee to just go away. so if they go listen. By August 1st, he will be 100% percent hell and There will be no setbacks on anything. If you told me all he does is like individual drills, I'd be like, that's probably the smart move. Again, I, I, I would tend to be, given his history, given how important he is to the team, I want to talk and see this guy as much as the next guy. Probably go to practice in the next couple weeks. Be cool, whatever. I, I'd rather go to a practice where he's playing than Mullins. But if I'm Lynch and I'm Kyle... You've you've seen the last two years, this guy is your lifeline to potential success. He doesn't guarantee you success, but he gives you a chance. Without him, you're, you're fucked. I mean, I'm saying, and I'd argue without him at like 100%. He's got to be, because he's a guy, he's not Rivers. You know, he's not just the pocket. Like, one of his deals is kind of based on mobility behind the pocket, moving around. People, I think, that's what makes him a good player. He's kind of like a... He's got a little Russell Wilson to his game, right? Remember that last stretch? He makes a lot of plays with his feet to throw then. He's not a runner necessarily. He's a mobile quarterback though that can throw.
1: Right, right.
0: Like in the pocket, he's an accurate guy, but he's not just a picky-apart guy. He's got he's got a little improv- improvisation to his game. You know, he's like, best-case scenario, if he hit, like so he got became hurt. a star to me. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, has been hurt a lot, because he's got a little of that to yeah. your game, right? Yeah. And there's a balance of it. And again, people are like, you're comparing him to Rodgers? No, I'm just saying there are some similarities. When you think of like the best version of G- – when Aaron Rodgers is playing well, the best version of Jimmy has some parallels to that style, right? He makes just some incredible plays in the pocket, like spinning around, mm-hmm. keeping plays alive. Mm-hmm. But again, he, does, he scrambles to throw. Not scrambling to run, which is to me a huge, huge positive for any quarterback.
1: Because if you do run a
0: lot, you're going to get injured.
1: That's where like it's a little tougher to judge with Jarek McKinnon, just because, as Kyle has said, he's a running back coming off an ACL, so it's a different animal for him.
0: To me, there's a chance he's never the same because no. he, he not only was a running back, he was a speed running back.
1: You know, like a four-three-eight
0: guy, like could fly. If he turns into a four or five guy, it ain't the same.
1: Uh, Middlecoughathletic dot Debo Samuel and Dante Pettis. What can I mean? Debo's new. What can Dante Pettis show you in OTAs?
0: Well, I just got into argument with some people in the uh, in the comments. The the athletic always wants you to be active in the comments with your with the with the readers. Mm-hmm. And he said, I in on those guys. I said, you know, hopefully you get one hundred and thirty to one hundred and forty catches between the two of them. Someone's like, what pipe are you smoking, Middlecuff? 130 catches, I roll. Well, 130 catches between the two of them means they each average 65. Ideally, one guy can be like a 70 to 80 guy, and the other one could be 50. These aren't two fourth-round picks. You've drafted both these guys in the second round. One you traded up to get. The other one you took with the fifth pick in the second round. You know, sometimes rookies get 70, 80 catches. These guys... You could argue are your one and two wide receivers. I tell me if I'm taking crazy pills, but if they're not well over a hundred, one of these guys is going to feel like a bust. Now it's I mean, but it's just a letdown. They've invested a lot into these two humans and their receivers in a throwing league now with a quarterback coming back. If I tell you that both these guys aren't over fifty, I mean, is that a problem?
1: Oh yeah, I, for a second I thought you said one, one of them needs to be over a hundred. Yes.
0: Well, no. Yes, I, it's I, a, I a, combined. 130 total. So right, right. right. No, I, I think when people hear that the number sounds a lot crazier. That if they got 130 total, that means they could average 65 each and get to a one. It's not that. Cra- I'm not asking for. No, I think catches between the two. Hours.
1: I think anything under 60 feels because again, these are second round receivers.
0: And one's going to be a second year player.
1: Yeah. I mean, ideally, and,
0: wouldn't you want one of the two to probably be over 70?
1: Uh yeah. You would want that, yes. I mean, last year, John, their number one receiver was their tight end, George Kittle, who had twice as many catches as Kendrick Bourne, who was their leading wide receiver among receivers. Well, I'll give you an
0: example. Like
1: uh So like Kendrick Bourne, John, he had forty two catches. He's an undrafted free agent. So uh, if I want forty two catches, I don't need to you draft in the second round. If I want 50 catches, I don't. I'm not taking it in the second round for 50 catches. Like, I can get I that mean, I, as a free agent.
0: I think you're wanting both these guys to be well over 60, and one of them to be close to the
1: 80s, right? Yeah, these are second round picks.
0: I, I know. That's why I snap back at this guy. Kind of pissed me off.
1: As you should. I mean, seriously.
0: But I, I'm going to look at uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have a big void, right? at wide receiver because they traded one of them to the Raiders. Well, last year Juju, think about this. I'm not asking for Juju because Juju was a home run pick. Was a second round pick 2 years ago. Do you know how many catches Juju had in his second year? Even next to Antonio Brown? I'll tell you. Uh, he had 111. 100. Yes, 111 okay. catches. James Washington. Here's one. James Washington from Oklahoma state the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted him last year in the second round I like James Washington what would you imagine with getting rid of Antonio Brown and James Washington probably going to be their number two wide receiver 38 as a rookie excuse me 38 targets what type of production do you think they're looking for James Washington probably 60 to 70 minimum yeah James Washington yet yeah 16 catches got He's gonna need to take a huge step.
1: Well, I'll tell you this: like the guys that are between, obviously, hundred catches plus. That's there's ten guys on that list, including but, tight ends.
0: But hundred catches, two of that would be two hundred. I'm not. No, I'm no, I know, low, I know. I'm just barely over hundred.
1: I know. I'm just, but I'm. I'm just breaking down the list here. So after that group, and you know, some of these are running backs. So I'll try and leave them out. But on the like the eighty to one hundred list, like those are legit wide receivers, right? Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods on the Rams. These are the guys that had 80-plus catches. On your 70-plus list, you've got Kenny Galladay, Emmanuel Sanders, um, T- Golden Tate, Julian Edelman, Amari Cooper, Adam Humphries, With the, T.Y. But Hilton, but Tyler I, Boyd.
0: But I, yeah. I think a good example of eventually you're going to need to hit On a Devontae Adams, a Juju, or whatever, on one of these. Like, one of these guys is going to have to. Do you know what Keenan Allen had in year two? He had 77 catches. He had 71 in year one. And they drafted him in the third round. So that meant two years, just Keenan Allen alone had 148 catches. And again, I'm not asking that out of these two guys. I'm asking between the two of them to average a little over 60 each. Now, ideally, I think the best way would probably be. One of the two of them establishes him as a stud, probably 75 to 85. Then the other guy can be lower 50s. But I'm going to need I – ca- I can't draft second-round fucking players. And this is what this argument with this idiot – I'm not supposed to say that, but this is not Twitter. This is uh, on the uh, on an audio version because his take was moronic. Like eye uh, roll. If they're not, then yeah, There's some of the talk about John Lynch and Kyle having no clue how to evaluate is going to come to – Come to roost because time to shit or get off the pot with some of your picks. You're high. You're investing high picks in these, and especially with with Debo. How many guys did they pass up for Debo that went in the second round? How many guys last year did they pass up to trade up for Dante? You, 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 I'm to. I'll start saying I. I don't think these guys can evaluate our receivers, which is a problem if your number one asset is your quarterback and your offensive coordinator. Who's also your head coach. Who's also picking the players.
1: Did you see what... It would uh, start being did you being... what Val- combo. Did you see what Valentin G commented on the story? No. Nice read.
0: What well, you know what's funny? It's like Charles Barkley. You never you never so mention when say. the good things happen. Yeah, I don't give a lot don't of don't reply clauses, thank right? you to that guy. <laughs> but I, I do. I give likes.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, why yeah, do you hate the Raiders, so- John? JK, agree 100% with your evaluation. Jacob. I just I to start reading the athletic comments.
0: They're not—they're not bad. No, they're not good. bad.
1: I—I I tried to get in on one a while ago. I—I—I I, I wrote a comment and I never saw it. I the asked a question comments, in the comments.
0: Like a football article will always get you know because the Raiders and the Niner fans like they'll start arguing. But there's nothing quite like like uh, whenever Kevin leaves. And Strauss, you know, Marcus write the article, the yeah. comments in there are just like there's a lot of from fuck that motherfucker, we never needed him. I never even wanted him to be like, I'll miss him. I thoroughly enjoyed the Durant era. Yeah, that's my favorite guy. We're fucked. You know, what are we gonna do? Or and then there's a lot of like, Ethan, you caused this. I mean it's just those are the type of articles that really get it going. Or if something
1: weird happens with Jed. Um, all right, good news for the Raiders, John. Uh, Antonio Brown showed up to OTAs, which is not nothing. I mean, you said... I think you mentioned this in passing the other day on the pod. But that's... Antonio Brown showing up. When you look around and go, Le'Veon's not there. Odell's not there. Who are the guys on the level that get away with it who you would expect it from? As a guy that didn't show up last year. and You know, we talked about Le'Veon like... I. Would have been nice if the Jets and maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. When you do the contract, you say, you know, I know this isn't really your thing, but this year at least, we'd love for, we we we'll do this deal, but you need to show up. Maybe that was part of the conversation with AB. I don't know. Um, but the one thing you can't deny is it does feel like he's all in. Can't deny that.
0: Antonio, yeah, you, you cannot because there. To me, there are three major divas right now in the NFL. There's Odell. There's Levion. And there's Antonio. And Antonio has taken... Tiger's head in the water. Or I guess that's the sand. A completely different tactic this offseason than those guys. And whether it's he's doing it for some future Facebook video, I don't know. But he is there. And those two guy individuals can't say that. You know Odell Beckham has been in the building twice? And one includes the introduction press conference he's been traded? Wow. Le'Veon Bell has not stepped foot there since he signed his contract. Like... I would imagine Gruden's pretty fired up. When he sees that, like, he probably takes pride, like, thank God we didn't get Odell or Le'Veon. I think around, and we were talking about this the other day, everyone in the NFL is kind of validated right now that didn't sign Le'Veon. They wouldn't want that. Like, you're paying you all this money through your lifeline? Well, Antonio, he got thrown a lifeline, one, because no one was really trading for him, and no one was going to trade for him and then pay him. Well, the Raiders did it. So the least, to me... Even if it is voluntary, you do kind of owe them. They took care of you; you got to take care of them. And in fairness, he's taking care of them. He's out there busting his ass. He's spending a lot of time. You see, he took his kids, uh, Apollo and the other one, to uh, Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. No, they helicoptered from wherever they live, Gosh, and they were like fantastic. riding the rides. Yeah, you took a helicopter ride the other day around the Bay Area. And again, he he gets on the jet and flies back to I think Florida, wherever that big ass house is that where Drew him and Drew orchestrated the trade from is. So it's like, it's a terrible look. I, to me, it's a. We're giving Antonio credit because we also we just kind of naturally assume like, oh, we sure he's gonna show up, but he's just doing the right thing. And the majority of the NFL does the right thing. I, I think the attendance at these practices all around the league is like ninety nine point nine percent. There's like four guys missing, and one of them's Brady, which I don't even count, and the other two are Levy on it. Why
1: aren't Nadella. we crushing
0: Brady? So to me, isn't it more of an indictment on Odell? I'll give you an example. If the Niners had signed or made the trade for Beckham, and let's say Odell who was here and Antonio was here, but Odell hadn't been to one practice, that'd be a pretty big red flag, wouldn't it? We'd be crushing him. We would be. And and Antonio Brown, sometimes when people think you're a slap, if you just do the right thing, people are like, oh, look at him! (laughs) Like. Antonio will probably tell you I've never missed a practice because the one thing you'd argue he does hang his hat on is, like, the work. He grinds. He eats from that El Chapo guy, not El Chapo the drug dealer, but El Chapo Chef. And do you know what's fascinating about following him on social media? Is that he'll – they'll have practice or whatever, workouts, you know, early in the day before lunch. And then, again, these practices are so, such a joke. Guy, You're done at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. He'll go home, and then he does like another workout in the afternoon. You can't really argue that Antonio doesn't work hard. No, You know, I, just add his craft.
1: Well, did you say they speaking of craft, that they asked Bill about Tom not being there, and he's like, I don't talk about guys that aren't here?
0: Like he said that
1: recently? Well, just like add OTAs when it happened. Like, why isn't Tom here? It's like, I don't talk about guys that aren't here. Robert had more to. Say. Robert's like, you know, we love Tom. We, because Tom didn't show up to OTAs last year either. But,
0: but I think last year felt a little different. Remember, they were in the spat and the fight. Yeah, and they were not on the same page. Right. So there was like a lot of talk. Will they ever like each other again? This year, he's just forty two. Do you he just want to cha- Do you blame him for not showing up? Like, just he wants a little time off.
1: Yeah, I say he's got a few more pelts on the wall than LeVion does in New York or Odell does in Cleveland. Yeah, you just you don't get to be put in that same like conversation. Michael, I, I don't Le, think Michael Bennett either. In Philly? No, in uh, is he on the Patriots now?
0: Oh yeah, they did trade for him, huh?
1: I don't think he went to OTAs either. But again, like it doesn't seem like that one's an issue.
0: Yeah, it also feels like Michael Bennett's 35 years old. I mean, that's not that crazy. you know. He's just going to be a situational pass rusher for them. Maybe just want some time off. He's got more pelts on the wall than either Le'Veon or Odell, too. Again, I'm not the biggest Bennett brother guy. But he just I, – I think Odell. To me, Odell's not as – because he did not, in fairness, like he didn't choose Cleveland. The Le'Veon thing. To me, Le'Veon and Antonio Brown. Those are two guys, both kind of forced the hand of their situation, right? One refused to play, and it was like, the oppression. That's so, all. I can't the oppression of Le'Veon. They're just going to run him into the ground. Yeah, they're, they're paying him a shitload to run him into the ground almost $15 million. So it's not, they're not paying him the league minimum here. And Antonio, that went scorched earth. They both got what they wanted ultimately. One traded and got a raise, the other one didn't get what he wanted technically, but the one team that went above and beyond to pay him, the Jets, no one else was even in that ballpark from what I know, over like, they gave him an extra like $15 million. Most teams were offering him pretty much like a, what essentially played out to like a one-year 10-ish million dollar deal. He got basically two years, almost $27, 28000000 million. Like you kind of, that's a big difference for you, Le'Veon. Like you do owe them a little respect. Don Draper said that's what the money's for. Like, yeah, they're they're paying you a little extra to show fucking up. To me, if Le'Veon was in this area, and remember he almost signed with the Niners. To me, I'd argue this, even if the Niners got him for really cheap, I'd be like, God, this might be a disaster. Now, the one thing I keep getting back on Le'Veon, and I try not to forget this, because at the end of the day, he is elite. So that can't. Le'Veon Bell to me. Like that's Le'Veon and Antonio. Like Odell's more of a creation, really talented. But those two guys are have been all pros. Have led the league in rushing, led the league in touchdowns. Don't miss games unless they sit out the season, right? Like, I, I know what Antonio Brown brings to the table. It's like, 120 catches. I know Le'Veon Bell brings to the table. Yeah, the
1: question catches. with Antonio was, will Antonio show up? Just, that was a general question. It wasn't an OTA question. Yeah. And so far, the answer's been, yep. Well, it, it,
0: and I think the bigger question with Antonio that we won't know, like, how will he handle losing? Because so far, he's For passing sure. all the tests. For sure. Showing up. Everyone likes him. He goes, takes Derek to work out. He's, like, working out with Trent Brown, trying to get him to not be too fat. Uh. It's all relative. I mean, he's just a big guy, but I think he's. They have the same agent. To me, it'll be Antonio will be judged off like him and Gruden spats.
1: Tiger hasn't hit a fairway yet, John.
0: Well, it's, Tiger is. Yeah. Sh- can we just stay on for Are this last the Kepka hole? Finishes, well, is that going to be ten feet?
1: I'm not sure that he makes the cut. Oh, wow! Long putt coming up for Kepka.
0: How's the tournament so easy for this guy?
1: I don't know, man. What's his deal? <laughs>
0: That's a great question. What is his fucking deal? I don't like my speeth bet as much. I should have put it on Fleetwood. Oh, you pulled the trigger on that? I just put a little hundo on Spieth. Okay. Because I want to get Joy. If Speeth were to win, I think it would be a pretty unreal moment, given how shitty he's kind of been. And it would also mean he probably beat Kepka on Sunday. It would be a pretty sweet television. But I want to be a part of that. Phil has no chance at even par, none. But I like the momentum that Jordan has.
1: Yeah, I don't think the uh, problem.
0: is... I, I just don't think Kepka is Kepka going to get it. What are the chances he doesn't even get a bogey this week? He's a Laker fan. Is he? Yeah, he's. I, a like big he's, Laker I wish fan you wore so. like a
1: Florida State logo out there, but I know you can't. Florida I, State. He colors. told the
0: part. The yeah, part of my take guys asked him, like, if you could pick one of your teams that you root for to win a championship in the next couple years, who would you choose? And he starts off by going, Yeah, he's like, Well, I think it's safe to say Willie Taggart and Florida State, they're not even close, so it wouldn't be them. He kind of ripped him. I was like, Dang it. Mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Packer fan, I guess, too. See, I he's, he's like, I was a, a big Favre guy.
1: I'd love, for, I would, but, I'd, I'd love for him to be like maroon and gold every Sunday.
0: Sometimes I think probably happens more with, like, individual guys, like tennis star, I mean, golf guys do go to college, that maybe that they don't take as much pride in the college because they were kind of an independent contractor when they were there just to, like, play golf. Mm -hmm. They don't view it like – If you were a football star at Florida State, like the Miami, USC, you were, like, a cool guy on campus, it just means a lot to you. The coach, you're just interwoven into that campus community – because like, no one even knew who I was when I was at Florida State. <laughs> yeah. So, I do think it's like, hey, Br- Brooks, you could kind of retroactively and now start taking pride, right. and they'll piggyback on you.
1: Like, like did, did anyone, know who Jordan Spieth? You. Yeah, anyone know who Jordan Spieth was when he was on campus? Yeah, he
0: Texas? Did, like, Jor- yeah, because Jordan took a lot of pride when he went to Texas. Like, it was a big deal. I think he's a bad example because he's from Texas. Like, he he was well-known.
1: Everyone know Tigers. who Ricky was at OK State? Probably, yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, he's like the number one guy, and their program's a big deal. Like Florida State, maybe
1: I don't know. Yes, yeah, not a golf school. I know
0: this. If if I went to a Southern golf school, and then they got good at football, I would, I would just kind of believe them. Like, like Justin, like he's smart. He became friends with Sit Saving.
1: He helicopters games.
0: Yeah, he tweets all time.
1: I mean, it's yeah, genius.
0: Go dogs! Okay, adios. Peace out.